Welcome to the Hibridian Tales. We are here today with group one of chapter two. We finally get to start chapter two with you guys. That is awesome. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm William, I'll be playing Julian. I am a, how do you pronounce that? Pentari? Pentari, yeah. Pentari. Yeah, Pentari. Pentari Koshkin. I'm a cat person. I'm a, I'm a Khajiit. Um, but I look like a, uh, kind of the fur that covers me is a, like almost like a Vanta black, like just really like deep black with, uh, down my back is a, a light amount of gray. So I am older, uh, for how long do Koshkins live for? I don't actually know. Do they have like a regular lifespan? They're a little bit older than humans, but not by much. So yeah, they're basically the equivalent of a regular human. Okay, yeah, then I'm, I'm, I'm basically in my 30s. Um, my hair is starting to gray just a little bit, just from possible stress, whatever. It's a little bit early, but yeah, you, you can kind of see it in the fur. It's starting to gray in areas. I am a shadow sorcerer and rogue. I'm wearing a pretty simple, pretty unadorned robe, trying to kind of blend in. So nothing super ostentatious. The only thing really noticeable is the very wickedly barbed whip that I have on my side. And mostly because I haven't really put together a great backstory for this yet, you don't know much about me right now. Perfect. Uh, I guess just to kind of prompt something, though. Mm -hmm. Since we are working with a ragtag group, what was your occupation before joining this militia? I was a criminal. Okay. Uh, specifically burglary. Ooh. You were a cat burglar? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So I'm imagining you're stealthy. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Okay, now hear me out. I'm not stealthy. I also don't think you can see through magical darkness, so... <laughs> Wanna bet? Oh, God, that's gonna be perfect. I got blind sight. Ten feet of it, but I got blind sight. Oh, that's so fucking good. I love that you guys built characters that are gonna work so fucking well together. Oh my god. I was so I was so worried because I was like, I gotta figure out how to play a shadow sorcerer with free darkness at level three that I cannot use near anybody else. So this is gonna go great, yeah. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. And I'm Keegan and I'll be playing Gal Nabat, who's an Eldric knight who is orcish and elvish. His family deeply believes they're descended from Lovedoss. Because I'm Lagosin and Votar, something's got a little fun. I'm very long-lived. I'm 800 and... did I say 850? You said 853 or 850... it's 850-something. 850 okay, there you go. I'm 825 years old, standing 6'9", 225 pounds. I look like an orc. But you ever see somebody who, like, has a really dirty job and you're used to seeing, like, that type of person covered in dirt? Like, let's just say a farmer. Uh, because I do work as a field hand during most of my life. But usually covered in dirt, usually a little more rugged in appearance. However, there's just something about me that looks prettier because of the elvish background. Let's see. Oh, I also have this mask that is always across my mouth. 
I do remove it for eating. However, I was masked by my original clan of orcs due to my long life and magical abilities. It's just people weren't happy with it, and they put a mask on me. I am not a stealthy party member. Willie's got you covered on stealth. Oh, and I carry around a rather large pitchfork. All right, so group one, you guys decided to be a part of Love Doss's revolution that he started at the end of last chapter. Thank you, Keegan, for that, by the way. That was a beautiful way to end that chapter. <laughs> it just sort of came about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened. So Love Doss is currently not in town. He is outside of town trying to recruit people to his cause from the nearby villages. You guys are downstairs in Poe's Tavern at breakfast. Poe is currently back in the kitchen cooking. And you guys are sitting at a table, just happened to be together. You guys are bunkmates, so it's not uncommon, I guess. And one of the waitresses just brings you out the food, and she looks at you guys and says, The general of the Temple of June, Love Doss's right hand, he, he needed to speak with you after you guys finish up here. Needs to speak with us? Yeah, both of you. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. And she just goes in back to the kitchen, grabs another tray, and keeps about her work. Did you guys want to talk to each other during breakfast, or not quite yet? Uh, so, Gel is actually a little bit more reserved. He, he tends to remain a little bit more on the quiet side. <laughs> but he will participate in conversation. I gotta be honest with you, it was gonna be the same here, so it might actually just be awkward silence. Oh, no, not awkward silence, but, like, imagine our area, like, I now want to imagine that we actually share a rack. You know, we've got top bunk and bottom bunk, and we like our little corner, neither one of us really want to just talk. I'm down for that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We're at the quiet table in, in high school, we're just, like, sitting there eating our food. No, and that's totally cool. That's an option. I just wanted to check and see if you guys had anything to to talk about because you guys have known each other for about six days or so, so wasn't sure if you guys had anything to talk about your past or whatever um, for the past six days, not like past past because most people don't get in too deep into past within the first week of knowing each other. I like to imagine that it's mostly us sitting around fairly quietly, occasionally like if I'm eating something good, I'll offer like, oh, this bread is really good. I'll extend the bread across the table. Just like, hey, you want some? You like these sweet rolls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. That's It's just making like simple, quick conversation and then it's dead immediately afterward because we're just happy with it that way. And that is okay. All right, so we have the table of quiet kids. This is fantastic. So... You guys finish up eating. The general from the temple gets impatient with waiting for you <laughs> and walks on over as you guys are finishing up your last couple bites and says, ah, just the two people I've been looking for. Uh, as he approaches, now, Gel doesn't, like, snap to attention or salute or anything as a sign of respect, but he does stop eating, he puts his stuff down, and he stands up to look at the man. Uh, Gel is a very tall individual standing six foot nine yeah you're about uh, almost a foot taller than this guy i'm like five foot four so i'm not tall oh 
I come up like right, right at your, I don't even know, like your chest, basically. Yeah. Like you're staring a bit above my belly button. Mm-hmm. I'm looking real toned today, man. Thanks. <laughs> I need you guys to head into the Shadow League headquarters. There's apparently some information about the underbelly that the Shadow Lord needed to share. And he hasn't been seen in a couple of days. So we need that information. And I need you guys to go get it. Okay. Should be just as simple. Go there, get it, come back. I mean, I don't expect too much of a headache. Just getting that foreshadowing in now as a DM. Gotcha. Gotcha. Shush. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> Stop saying things that are true, man. <laughs> All right. So. He basically told you guys to gear up, get your stuff, head on out to the HQ, and take care of getting that information from the Shadow Lord. As soon as he walks away, about the only thing that Gal needs to do, and he just does it without even thinking, he walks over towards the corner of the room, and he grabs this very large pitchfork that looks like it's obviously been used a lot for a lot of things. The best part is, is it wasn't there a second ago. No, like people didn't see it for a moment. Oh, right. <laughs> I love. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I know what it is. OK. There wasn't a pitchfork in the corner, but I walk into the corner and there's my pitchfork. I've, I've played a, a uh, what is it called? Uh, <laughs> a warlock before that, that uses that. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the Eldritch Knight uh, weapon bond. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the same. It's similar, similar, very similar to the the uh, Eldritch. God, what's it called for the warlock that can summon the weapon and do Eldritch smites and all that business? Pack of the blade. Yes, pack of the blade. There it is. The hex blade is what most people colloquially call it. Yep, dirty fucking build is what <laughs> that is. I'm so happy to see that popping up again. All right, so you guys go. You guys start heading towards the headquarters. On the way there, you guys see some standard crowds. Like, business is starting to kind of return to normal, but mm. it's different. Before, you guys are native to Piscoli, but before, everyone was everywhere. You had elves and orcs and Nagani and Ursin and all of that all over the place. No one cared anything about who was where or anything like that. But... In recent days, since Lady Drashani made her announcement, down here in the southern part of the city where you guys are at, there are significantly fewer of anybody except elves. It's almost become exclusively elven down here. There are some Hunsin, there are some Koshkin, there are almost zero Nagani. You see the stray Nagani here and there, but in a city that is Nagani, seeing almost no Nagani, that is strange and it's been strange for the past four or five days you've seen less and less nagani as as we've gotten further away from the announcement now it's currently the 22nd of raya which means that the announcement was about 10 days ago on the 12th so i'm kind of surprised they still are allowing like elves to walk around in general people are still free to exist in b it's just that the Lady Drashani's announcement said that they could not guarantee their safety anymore and advised them to leave town. Hey, get the yeah. fuck out. No, nah, man, I'm going to stay. 
<laughs> yeah, basically, she said, "You guys should probably go. We got you a ride. You should probably go." Dude, I'm like 730. I've seen 43 wars. I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> Were you not on? No, not me. No, 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 no. No, I'm in my 30s. I'm just playing an L for a hot second. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm in my 800s. Like, wow, we old. I mean, yeah, but you're like, you're you're an elf, so that's like in, well, half elf. So you're like, uh, in dog years or elf years, that's like, you're like in your 40s or something. Yeah. While simultaneously in orc years, I am decayed. Yeah, yeah, right? He's half skeleton, half elf. As you guys head closer to the botanical gardens, though, you do notice more Nagani showing up. Because the headquarters for the Shadow League is, like, right on the edge of where people are kind of self-delineating. And it stops being so self-segregated. It's not truly segregated. They're just self-segregating. Now, what the hell is the Shadow League? Okay, so the Shadow League is an organization of shadow sorcerers and assassins and those who deal in the dark but have all kinds of information. They are the main city's gateway to the undercity. They're they information have, brokers. They are very much information brokers, but they also deal with all of the shady shit no one wants to deal with assassinations they don't deal in murder but they do deal in assassinations which means hired contract kills not just random i'm just going to stab someone and they're now dead okay very very particular they have a code of conduct hey man i only sometimes stab people are you paying me enough to kill this person they're a necessity because they deal with smugglings they deal with assassinations they deal with all that kind of Shady shit. <laughs> if you guys get what I'm saying. Uh, yep. Which is why they have this information that was being requested. Gotcha. So when you guys approach, you guys are approaching what looks like on the outside, it looks like a temple. And it is a temple to the goddess of shadow, Yadira. She deals with shadow, winter, and the natural process of death. So Basically, the acceptance of death. Circle of life type shit, right? You need to die because it is your time. Not necessarily, I'm about killing you, but it is your time to die. So you're now, you're 3,000 years old. I'm not going to stop you from dying. I'm going to help you pass peacefully. The natural process of death. And if you refuse, I'm going to send some people after you with these daggers. <laughs> Hey, if someone else pays enough, then it is now your natural time to die because I am now naturally killing you. Your ass is coming to the afterlife one way or another. I am naturally motivated by money. <laughs> As a literal cat burglar, I probably am too. Is that how we ended up in the militia, by the way? Is it just cash right now? They are paying you, but how you ended up here is your own business and then as far as I know, you guys haven't discussed it amongst yourselves. Everyone kind of has their own motivation, but they all agree that the actions of the people in power are not right. And they need to be taken care of. And their own process of taking care of it is their own business. But they, in general, agree with Love Doss's philosophy and Love Doss's view. Alrighty. I mean, uh, 
obviously anybody that's not Nagani is almost a second class citizen most of the time. Unless they're rich and powerful. The way it's becoming, unless you're a guard or in the military, then kinda, yes. The way it's moving, it does appear to be that way from your bottom tier of the world perspective. So you guys are walking into the Temple of the Goddess of Shadow. When you guys walk in, it's empty as it normally is. Up top, there Mm -hmm. is a staircase that leads straight down where they hold their services. So the top is essentially only a foyer. They operate their services out of the basement. All right. Well, I guess we're heading straight there then. We're here to collect the information we paid for. Gal is not really one to uh, deviate from the path he's on. If there's a job, he's going to do the job and then have fun later. Perfect. So as you guys go downstairs, there is a large death ritual going on. There's an elderly lady, human, probably about 90, 95, laying up on the table with attendants surrounding her. And they're all just praying for her in the prayers of Yadira and that kind of stuff, just helping her pass. It's a very peaceful thing. And there's probably about three, four hundred people in the audience worshiping, not worshiping, but like participating alongside that prayer and that ritual. And off to the left and right of you, as you walk in, there are two priests on both sides, making it four priests total, who seem to be having conversations. They are dressed in pure black robes, and they are they are wearing the sign of Yadira. Okay. Now, you know, yeah. you're in the, you know you're in the right place, though, yeah. because you, yeah. you've been here before. Yeah, absolutely. I, and uh, just to note, I, I almost certainly, as a shadow sorcerer, have come here before. Not specifically for religious purposes, but probably for information broker purposes. You may have even at one point done a job for the League. Almost certainly. It fits a little too well for me to say no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so I will I will go ahead and approach one of the priests. Okay. Uh, and he said we were looking for the Shadow Lord. The Shadow Lord has the information, but he's been missing for a couple of days. We haven't heard from him. Before I walk away, I look at my oversized companion next to me, and I go, the whole reason I never joined this place, they're so fucking edgy. And then I walk over to a priest. I kind of grab your shoulder before you get too far and just say, and they don't burn their dead? Like, I'm really confused about that death ritual that's going on because you burn your dead. You scream to the skies and burn your dead. I mean, you're talking to the wrong person. One of the priests uh, that was on your side, they stopped their conversation and he walks up to you and says, as an orc, that's what would happen after her body passes. Uh, this is a human. We are following human rituals. <laughs> if that was an orc on the table, instead of like praying and being all nor- like, oh, this is natural. We're going to pray over you. There's going to be like 300 people. Instead, it'd be a room full of orcs and they're all just screaming at the top of their lungs. Not just orcs. Anyone who was a follower. Okay. Who, who was able to be here for the ceremony would be in here. Humans, elves, it doesn't matter. You show up if you can, and you participate to help send the soul to Yadira. That's hilarious. Yep. I mean, I mean, obviously, like, it's a death ritual, and, and you know, but still, that is hilarious. Like, orcs are just like, yeah, bro, we're just gonna scream, we're gonna set you on fire, you're gonna go painfully, it's gonna be dope. If you fall in battle, we wait until the battle's over to scream, but... 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So the priest gives you that answer and is like, is that how you wish to, to go? Is are, are you ready? Is it your time? I don't know if I can die. Uh, you just challenge. What do you mean? Like, not sounding intimidating or anything. He's truly sounding confused about his own mortality. Yeah, you're about your own genetics. Yeah. So he's, he's asking you, what, what do you mean? My kin don't live this long. How old are you, son? And there's a pause. Eleven generations. Come and gone. He does a closer look at you and can't tell what's wrong. So he just is like, oh, well, <laughs> whenever you feel it is your time, come back and we will perform whatever ritual of death you desire. Whether that be throwing you into a flaming bonfire or letting you pass peacefully into the night. At this point, it is worth noting that Gal is wearing a very tight-fitting face mask covering his nose and mouth, you know, COVID protocol. Except it has... It almost looks like it's made out of flesh. Or less COVID protocol. And you can see embossed into it is a screaming skull. Like, where its mouth would be screaming is where Gel's mouth is. Yeah, he rolled a two on his perception check. He can't tell what's wrong with you. Perfect. So, yeah, he, he can't identify what's going on and why you would... He doesn't think you look any different than a regular half-orc type of deal. He just follows that up with, well, you guys do appear to not be from the church. I don't recognize you under normal circumstances. What brings you to the temple today? Uh, we're here to collect some information we paid for. Ah, you're looking for the shadows. The shadows are this way. And he just turns around. Hands are crossed behind his back. And he just starts walking away. I am actively, as he as he turns around, I'm actively rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so after a few moments, he approaches a wall. It just looks like a wall. There's a small grate at the bottom, but other than that, it doesn't appear to be any different than any other wall. And he says, straight through here, and you will be into the sewers. Take a left, go forward about 200 feet. There'll be a big room on the left. The shadows operate out of there. And then he leaves. Yeah, I'll I'll crawl down into this grate. I'm assuming he meant the grate, so I'm going to start crawling into the sewers. Okay. You start going down towards the grate, and he's like, he turns around as he hears the grate rustle. He's like, no, no, you may not remember from last time. Just walk straight through, and you're okay. All right. <laughs> okay, you just you just wanted to hit me with that. All right. Yeah, I'll walk through the wall. Sorry I wasn't more clear. <laughs> he just turns away after scratching his head. I'm stabbing that guy when I get the chance. <laughs> Gel's going to just kind of hold out his pitchfork towards you upon muttering that. <laughs> and not yet soon <laughs> yeah he's just he walked away he's oh no, no he's not there yeah I, I know we're gonna go through the illusionary wall yeah so as you guys walk through the illusionary wall you guys looking back you can see that it's only marked by a torch on either side 
which that is closer together than other torches in the sewers. There are enough torches in the sewers that you can see without needing dark vision, but dark vision makes it easier. It's low light, essentially. I'm just going to comment on the fact that it smells like just straight up dead bodies down here. I don't know where that comes from, but yeah, it just smells like undeath. It does. <laughs> so where you're at, there is a small five-foot walkway underneath your feet right now. There's a small mm-hmm. five-foot walkway on the other side of the room about 15 feet away from you. There's a 10-foot actual, like, the actual sewer drain line. So you're not walking in sewage right now. You can, because it only comes up to about your knee, but otherwise... You're not walking in it if you don't have to. Uh, Gal is going to grab a torch from his backpack, extend it to one of the already lit torches working as sconces, and then almost immediately cause the flame on his torch to grow in brightness for the next hour. Beautiful. It is now well lit (laughs) down here. Stonework down here is impeccable. I assume you guys are going to go to the left and walk down that way till you get to the room? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to follow the directions given. Okay. Dude, I've even got the directions written down. <laughs> the other option is you could go right and get lost in the sewers. I mean, that's technically an option. But you guys are saying you're focused, so let's go with following directions for the moment. So you guys follow down the way for a little bit. It doesn't seem to be anything major. You come to a crossroads in the sewers. You can go left into that big room, Mm -hmm. which is darker than it should be. And then there is a hallway down towards a sewer hallway down towards the right that you could go down as well. Illustrating that there is a huge network of sewers underneath of the city of Piscoli. Oh, yeah. Huge sewage network. Hey, it's a city of 45,000 and you've never seen anyone throwing buckets of shit in the streets. So they have to go somewhere. Gal's going to look to the right, standing with his torch, at the entrance, just gaze down this hallway. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's a 13 plus numbers, this page. Oh, of course I didn't fill that information in. Let's see. Wisdom. Ha <laughs> ha. Let's see. That's a 14. Nice. Okay, so you do see down a good ways, because you're using your... You're larger than normal light a good way, so it's a little more clear to you. The path is a north-south route, so it's headed straight down towards where, like, the town center is, town hall. And theoretically, if you were to take this and continue straight, you could, in theory, reach areas like up by the Golden Job and that kind of stuff. Not necessarily that it goes straight, but it looks like it just continues for miles in that same direction. And a couple hundred feet down, you can actually see where there's another four-way. And then if you were to continue on the route straight ahead, the way you guys were going previously, it would, in theory, take you to what would be under the Goblin Docks. Okay. I'm assuming you're looking, like, you see me looking, and you just kind of join me? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm following. Huh. I'm sticking, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna stick with you. It looks like we could get lost down here. Very easy. Yeah, I've heard stories. You don't want to get lost in the sewers. Trust me. Hmm. Okay. And then as you guys are facing away from the dark room where the shadows operate, Keegan, highs or lows? Hi. 
Okay, you feel a touch on your left shoulder, and you hear a small voice behind you. Yes, many have gotten lost down here, and many more have even perished. You can hear the screams at night sometimes. I'm rolling my eyes even harder now. I'm going to get an aneurysm. (laughs) Gal just kind of reaches to where this hand is touching his shoulder unexpectedly and just grip the hand. Oh, shit. That would be... On the fucking... Fair percentuality. Lore. Uh, 17 plus 5, so enough. They let go of your hand, and you hear a, a small thud on the floor, and it's like, Ow, my hand. Why'd you do that? I'm definitely going to look back to see what just thudded on the ground, because I think it's going to be a hand. Why did you touch me? <laughs> it's actually a small goblin who's dyed their skin black. All right, first off, how the fuck did a small goblin touch his shoulder? At best, this goblin can reach, like, his upper side. I was gonna say my left buttocks. (laughs) You feel a sensual touch on your booty. Like, there's a stepladder here. Unless he's, like, on floating discs. He just pointed up and points at the ceiling. I came from above. (laughs) He was closest. I fucking hate this place. <laughs> I just, you just hear me mutter that. Gal's going to kind of get down on one knee so he can speak to this goblin. And just looking him straight in the eye. I'm imagining intimidation is coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what Gal's going to say is don't touch anyone <laughs> don't ever touch my butt again uh that would be a that would be a tad i'm sorry a 10 a 12 oh he only got a 10 on his insight so he he understands and believes 100 percent of what you're saying right now don't just don't this poor goblin will never touch another living creature again <laughs> come 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 and you just see him walk into the shadow and just disappear and follow. Bring it up the rear. All right. As you guys cross this shadow threshold, when you arrive on the other room, it's actually brightly illuminated. And behind you now, there's a shadow and you can't see out. So they essentially have a permanent wall of shadow that just blocks the entrance. And you see dozens of people in here. They tiered this room. Normally, it's just got a 20 foot high ceiling and it's like a 50 by 50. 100 room but they've tiered it so that there's actually like floors to it and stuff around the outside like you're in a courtroom in the middle there's the giant statue of a hooded nagani assassin you guys recognize this figure as a depiction of the shadow lord he's the guy you're actually here to meet and the goblin says come come i'll take you to the bosses yeah still going with him yes okay he takes you all the way to the back into a little, like, 20-foot by 20-foot office. Nothing huge, but big enough for the two of you and whoever mm-hmm. else is in there. Inside, when you guys enter, there is an umbral elf sitting at a desk, looking frantic and rummaging through paperwork with his back facing towards you. He's got a black cloak that looks exactly like all the other members of the Shadow League, 
that you've seen so far. Where is it? I thought it was here. The fuck? And he's just rummaging through paperwork. I'm going to let him keep talking to himself, see if he says anything. Okay. Uh, you know, Gal is doing the same and doing his best to remain absolutely quiet with a 16 stealth. (laughs) That was at disadvantage coming in with chainmail on, too. So, does Umbral just keep searching for something? He's rummaging through his desk. His desk is an L-shaped desk. He's rummaging, 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 and he just his gaze meets the goblin, who is standing below desk height level, because they're only about three foot something. He's like, oh, shit! When did you get here? Uh, we have visitors. I brought them. Just, just now. Oh, um, whatever they're here for, they can, they can wait. We've got to find the Shadow Lord. We don't know where he went. I'm afraid he might have gotten kidnapped or captured. Yes, that would make me the new Shadow Lord, but it's not a good idea. Come on. Gus, this is not how you take care of this problem. You find him, you don't replace him. Gus, is it? He hadn't seen you because <laughs> you, had, you had that 16 and his passive is way below that. Hey, he just noticed the 6, but alright, yeah, cool. <laughs> just the nearly 7 foot orc. He also hasn't looked up. He hadn't looked up. He's been looking down the whole time and hadn't seen anything except for the goblin. Yes, um, the name's Gus. Technically, there's more to it, but Gus, Gus works. Gus technically is a funny name, but I don't wait. Then will you help me find him? And I just looked down. We paid for information, like... We're here for the information. Oh, you're with the ISOs. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Yeah, I can't find it yet. I think he may still have it on him, though, wherever he is. What information did we pay for? Like, do I know this, or do either of us know this? It loved us, assigned it to the Shadow Lord himself, and the Shadow Lord was to go get it, and it was a higher-up chain. You're just here to receive a document, and they don't have the document. Because presumably he's either been taken, kidnapped, or is missing. Correct. Or is lost in the sewers. Or is lost in the sewers, but unlikely. Yeah, very. On top of the fact that it's possible he he likely had the information that we needed for our rebel group on him. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there's that foreshadowing. What he told me was that he had to go up north to the northern side of town and grab some kind of book from the library. I don't know exactly what, but to collect the information he needed to go to the past. So he went to the library to collect that. That's all I know. I gotta be honest with you. This is more of a you problem. Depends on how important the information is. Who sent you? Sounds like a few you problems. <laughs> Your lord and problems with love, Doss. Not if you, not if you guys go get it and save him. Uh, again, that's a that's a big old you issue. We pay money, you give info. What's in it for us? We paid for information. Yes, you still get the information. You are failing. That is true. I I, I am a failure. That's why I'm not the Shadow Lord. The Shadow Lord's the Shadow Lord. Why I'm not taking over? You just heard me say that to myself. I did say that aloud, right? 
do you know that meme that like plays on YouTube videos where it's just like a like multiple sounds of people face slapping, like slapping themselves in the face, like face palm? That's that's what I'm getting from this guy. Yes, he he would be face palming himself. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, no. Does the Shadow League want to be known for employing failures? I'm gonna lean over and say <laughs> they do that all the time. That's not that's not the issue here. The only reason I'm still employed by them is that I'm alive. I may have failed, but I lived. So yeah, there's that. I say we go back and and let them know that uh the Shadow Lord is straight up missing, and see what they want us to do about it. Technically, that's an option, or you could just go solve the problem and come back with the information. I mean, my man, that's that's not my job. I get sent to. I, I do stuff. I get paid for it, uh-huh. just like Shadow League does stuff and gets paid for it. You're kind of slow, aren't you? Kind of slow up on the uptake, aren't you, bud? I mostly farm. He mostly farms, but. Not willing to go on a little rescue? Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, again, this is a big organization. You chalk this up, like, out of out of character. I mean, this is a big organization. They deal with all the information brokering, assassinations, all kinds of craziness. If they lose somebody, it's not my job to go get them. Not unless I go back and fucking the general kicks the door down. We need him back. You need to go get him because we can't, you know. No, and that is a entirely something you guys are choosing to do he's just trying to convince you using recursive logic well it's not fucking working and i like him far less now <laughs> yes this guy is dumb and he should feel bad for being this dumb he does he feels really bad for being dumb in fact i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna look at like looking right in the eyes and say you're an idiot and i'm gonna walk out i'm just gonna start walking out i'm not doing this you see we do jobs. Is it money you want? Because we have money, and he turns around and goes, starts walking towards the other corner of a, of the room. Wait out there, okay? Not accept a job from that idiot. <laughs> I holler back at you. Just wait. <laughs> what are we talking? Uh, uh, he is rescuing the Shadow Lord. Uh, let's go with... And he just, you see him kind of doing math in his head. Ah, I, I know. How about this? <laughs> a, the league goes you a favor. B, we pay you f- three to five hundred gold. Three hundred if the Shadow Lord is dead. Five hundred if the Shadow Lord is alive. And then we will also give you uh, him and points at the goblin. Me? I... I- <laughs> he just kind of like what can we get somebody else he touched me without asking show him your hand the goblin just put, picks up his hand and it's all broken and destroyed he was like I, I'm useless see and the guy looks and says fuck <sighs> yeah I guess I'll go with you hey get in here <laughs> just, just god Damn it, and I just walk back in. So, here's the deal. We get this useless pet. And a favor. Uh Uh-huh. Or Mm -hmm. 500 gold. Or 500 gold, or with 500 gold. 
we get the pet either way. I'm sure we can... He was saying all of it was the deal. Oh, oh. He's corrected me. All of it was the deal. You get the goblin. So we get this pet. The favor. You get the pet. You get the favor. And And three or 500 gold, depending on result of the mission. Gal heard what he wanted to hear. (laughs) I'm aware of this. He's trying to correct you to make sure your other person knows what the bargain really was. 300 if he's dead. 500 if he's alive. All right. So we get all that if we go and save the Shadow Lord. Yeah. That that right, Gal? Not talking to you, dumb people. Fuck. He goes back to looking for whatever he was looking for. So we get all that if we go save this guy. Is that what you're saying, Gal? If we find this guy. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked about saving him. Okay. All right. Do you want to do this, Gal? Is that what you're telling me? I think... I think this would make Command happy. Alrighty. <laughs> Just a heavy sigh, and uh, and then, okay. All right, where was he last seen? You said the North, a library, getting a book? Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell the dumb one to come with us. Well, what's his name? What's your name, dumb guy? Gus. Gus. <laughs> Gus? Gus. Gus, Gell, and Julian. Okay. All right. Um, all right, come on, Gell, uh, Gus. And the goblin's coming. The goblin is not coming. The goblin was one of your rewards. The goblin is not. I'm I'm looking at him right in the face. The goblin is not coming. I'm not dealing with two of you. Julian. Julian, though. Hold on. We should report back. Yes, of course. How's your writing? Gus points at himself. Mine or whose? Who do you think I'm talking to? Well, me, obviously. So he starts writing a note about what's going on, hands it to the goblin. You can deliver that. Go. Does the idiot know where he's going? Is he just going to touch somebody else? He probably will touch somebody. He's absolutely going to touch somebody else. Well, considering they call him Fingers. Go to post Oh. Considering they call him Fingers. Yeah, he's probably going to touch a lot of things and a lot That's of things. That's disgusting. Really good at grabbing stuff if you need it, though. Yeah, like butts, shoulders. The keys off the guards, if you need it. I'm good on that. I think I can I can deal with that myself, thank you. If I fail at it, I can stab well enough to get it done. Well, I guess, I guess he's going to headquarters to let them know, so I guess we just head on to the library. Do you still want to go back? Because we can go back, report in real quick, and then figure it out from there. That's what I wanted done. Just somebody. Um... All right. I'm going to grab Gus like you would a... Uh, a misbehaving child in a very like poor way, just like by the back of the shirt mm-hmm. and just lead him out the door with us. Okay. And I'm going to have him lead us up North, I guess. As you guys are crossing this at the, the room here, you guys notice <laughs> there's about 30 short bows pointed right at you. And as Gus passes, he's like, nope, 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 nope. We're friends. We're friends. We're going to go save the Shadow Lord. Don't, don't shoot. Do they put their bows down? All but one of them does. And that one, as he was putting it down, he accidentally shot Gus. Are you Kind of grips his pitchfork. No, just shot Gus. And Gus is like, you motherfucker. The guy up there 
just flicks him off, says, you deserved it. Okay, all right, Gus is still alive. I swear. It was a single arrow, it wasn't nothing. I have no idea how this business exists. <laughs> how does the Shadow League... They have 30 people they could have sent out to get this deed back. They're like, no, no. We'll send these other two who aren't attached to us. Yeah, we'll send these two guys that aren't attached to us. Offer them a favor or some other bullshit. Send them to look for our boss, because we kind of suck. Yeah. They do kind of suck, though, so... I'm pretty sure they don't kind of suck. It's just that this guy's incompetent and and only just now is. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, that that's that's what it is. Is this guy is paperwork. You pulled a desk jockey. He's accidentally in charge. That's what he said is I could technically be in charge, but that's not a good idea. Yeah, because this place will be on fire within like the day. But he acknowledges his weaknesses. That's fine. He's going to lead us to the library. He may or may not come back alive. <laughs> That's true. What race is Gus? Gus is an umbral elf. Oh, fuck. Probably be a bad thing if I kill an elf being on... on <laughs> with Lumdoss' rebel group, I don't know. Mm. So Gus takes you guys by way of sewer to the northern side of town. It takes a couple of hours. So, whereas it was early morning and you guys were eating breakfast, it would now be just after lunch, so around 1 or 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And he walks over, he puts his hands on the side of the wall. Again, there's a torch on either side, same as the other door. And he just pushes this door open, and you guys are in, like, a cellar basement. It's a stone cellar, but it looks like someone's storing food in here. Okay, just one of many entrances to the, the sewers. Yes. Okay. But unless you are from the, in the sewers, you don't know of that many. I guess it's at some point I let go of the back of this dude's shirt. He takes you out of the cellar and... Or he takes us out of the cellar. Is there any fruit down here? Uh, yes. Fruit, veggies, meat, salted meats. Like, it's a well-stocked... Shell's going to grab a bit of food. Like, a hearty meal or two worth. Okay. I'm going to say go ahead and technically add two days worth of rations, but I know it's not exactly rations. Put it as premium rations. I mean, you said there were salted foods and stuff here, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking great idea, dude. I didn't even think about that. Absolutely. I do the same thing. I grab some rations, like two days worth of rations. You guys actually also see Gus grab an apple and just start eating it? I'm going to let him do that. I really want to slap it out of his hands, though. Man, I wanted to tell him no, too. That was my immediate reaction with this guy, is if he started eating an apple, I'd just knock it out of his head. Like, oh, God. No, you're not allowed to eat, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do that to him. That's fucking... That's goofy. We steal food and then tell him not to eat? Hey, that's fair. He's a dumbass. He's gotta go. To be fair, he has been somewhat useful... Because he knows how to lead us through the sewers. Correct. Which is definitely something I picked up on. Like, he's not entirely useless, just mostly useless. He, he has one good feature so far. <laughs> Before he opens this door, you see him roll up a map and put it in his bag. Now that we're out of the sewers, we go straight up these doors, we take a left, we go straight, weaving through buildings and people, of course, you know, all that fun stuff. And we'll be right there at the library easy peasy there were closer entrances but this one was the easiest 
to go to. Yeah, it's like the quietest. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. He opens it up and lets you guys out. He closes it, locks it back up. As you guys round the corner, you guys recognize the front of this building. You guys are outside of the front of the Golden Job. Okay. And this little Avum with black exterior feathers and a white breast walks up and says, Ah, Gus, good to meet you again. Who's these new friends you just brought through my, uh, my cellar? <laughs> so, sorry, I just can't get over the fact that you I'm I'm a fucking child, so you said breast, and I was just like, this Avum needs to put its titty away. <laughs> and Gus just looks at him and is like, they're doing a job for me. Osmond just says, oh, okay, well, bye! And he goes back to standing at his, at, his front, at the front of his building, letting people in and collecting payment. Standing next to him are two, uh, two rather tall, about seven one, seven two. Hunson. They're shorter than Gel, but... Oh, they're taller than me. Oh, yeah, no, they're, you're right. You're only 6'9". They're seven one, seven two, so they're actually a little bit taller than Gel. And you guys take a right, and you guys go down towards the... Um, Towards the library of Piscoli. So you guys are walking, heading west, straight towards the ocean. You guys do notice that there is a little bit more of that oceanic smell, as opposed to the hustle and bustle of a city. Houses are thinning out a little bit. And in in the distance, you see this huge seven-story tower that towers above all the other buildings, except maybe the temple in the middle of town and possibly even town hall but you guys you think even town hall shorter than this it's probably the tallest building in the city okay as you guys walk in gus says and here is where i leave you in the capable hands of the librarian he opens the doors lets you guys in wait wait, wait, wait. hold on i'm gonna look at gus i'm gonna tell him you're you're not you're, you're staying with us it's part of the deal oh you mean i have to Try yes. and survive this ordeal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Whatever Field. this ordeal may be. Field was not my expertise. Okay. That'll be all right. Gus, I'm not sure you have an expertise, but can I ask a favor of you? Sure. Can I look at that map you had? Sure. He pulls it out, hands it to you. Perfect. I'm not looking at it now. I am putting it immediately into my pack. Yep. <laughs> if you I notice it, don't... If you notice, I did not go into a description of what was on that map yet. It's definitely the map to the sewers. I could be wrong, but I think that's, that's what it what is. That's what Gel believes. Yeah, that's what Gel believes for sure. Uh, but Gel yeah. is also intelligent enough to be wise with his words. Can I see your map real quick? Thanks, bro. Peace. Can I see your map? Can I see your map? Yeah, sure, here. Yeah, I'll look at it when I have time. That's Gel's thought process, right? As you're putting it in your bag, he's like, um, I thought you were going to look at it. When I have time. Oh. Don't worry, Gus, you're coming with us. It, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm coming with you anyway, so I'll just make sure that yep. the map doesn't get lost. <gasps> yeah, let's do that. Okay. As you guys enter the library, he follows behind you because apparently he's not allowed to leave yet. No, 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 no. He's... I want to see if he survives this. And. He walks in and he says, um, where, where is she? The librarian's usually here. Huh. I will have to, hmm. Usually she's right here. And he points to the front desk. That's strange. Hang on. I'll be right back. Nope. 
and he runs straight to the backside of the um the thing and starts opening doors. And you just see these giant ten foot doors opening. He comes back and he's like, um, yeah, she's not in those rooms. I wonder where she could be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. <laughs> let me let me uh, take it a little more seriously. Hold on a sec. Then you see and hear a figure jumping from three stories above you straight down because the way the library set up is there's a central ring that goes all the way up and then it's just floors beyond that essentially jumping off of a chandelier about three stories up you just hear and just land straight down you just see this librarian with deranged hair and deranged eyes like she is Super psychotic and crazy looking. What race is this person that just jumped three stories? She's an elf. Three stories is like 30 feet, right? Yeah, yeah. She smiles. Right, and... I'm going to want a damage roll. I'm going to want a damage roll. No. Yes. <laughs> no. 100% like fall damage. <laughs> she doesn't take any fall damage. She's like, yeah, that worked. And then you see her take a ring off and put it in her pocket. Yeah, nice save there, DM. She, <laughs> well, that was the plan the whole time. I said, ooh, it worked. All right. What worked? My, my ring. It worked. And she just smiles at you. And you guys can identify, especially Gel, can identify that this is a Jengali. Jengali are wild elves. They normally live in the forest and aren't in cities and, and civilizations. But she is. She's way, way elderly. Like, she is pushing 6,000 if she's not over 6,000. One of the oldest elves you've actually ever met. Do elves literally live forever in this world? No. They end up dying around the, between seven and 10,000. They seem to live forever. They just, oh, they damn. don't. They will die. They just don't die often. Of no, natural Love causes. Doss was 2,000 years old. Yeah, Love Doss was 2,000. I guess I just did not pay enough attention to how old people were saying they were. Yeah, no, because everyone was roughly around the same age range, right? Like both of you are around your thirties for your race, so you're still fine. It just that she's elderly. She's like, yeah, I got a ring. The ring worked. I'm glad the ring worked. Now I have to see if I can make it better. Precious, yes. She starts to move away a little bit. I'm going to interrupt her thinking and ask her if she's seen uh, the Shadow Lord anytime recently. I'll look at Gus. What's his, What's the Shadow Lord's name? Gus just looks at you and says, the, the Shadow Lord? It's all he's ever been known as. I fucking hate you, Gus. Um, yeah, have you seen the Shadow Lord? She looks at you, looks at Gus. Ah! Yes, Shadows! Good to meet you, Shadows. Um, the Lord is below the basement. Below the sewers. He's below the city. Uh-huh. In fact, I sent him on a very fun little place. Definitely fun. Yes, yes. So much fun. I'm going to look at Gel and just like, how is this city not on fire? I don't understand how, like, people like Gus and this lady are running anything. Or even helping to run anything. Miss? Yes? We are looking for the Shadow Lord. Yes, I, I gathered that. We need your help to take us to it. Yes, I gathered that, because you're here. Show me the way. Okay. She walks behind her desk, 
does a few finger taps on her desk, and three automatons come in. One with a sword and shield, one that is sparking of arcane energy, and one that is just like a hunched over, like butler style. And Gal immediately readies his weapon again. In response to that, the one with sword and shield puts his shield out towards you and pu- pulls a sword back. No, 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 no. They are here to take you. It's five levels down through a doors. He opens the doors. He makes sure you have walls to protect you, pointing at the arcanist. And he makes sure you don't kill the others. I doubt he could make sure of that. <laughs> but show us where to start. Come, come, come. And she just walks you to the first door. It's a standard door. Uh, she draws a square on the door, opens it. That way. I'm making sure Jess is following. While she's leading this way, right? Do we happen to pass, like, the children's section of the library? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'll let you pass the children's section. Gell is swiping a children's book. Fantastic. It's a library. You're welcome to take them. She's not going to bother. I'm, uh, I want to note again, I'm making sure Gus is coming with us, by the way. Gus is following. You made it clear. Gus is, you made it clear to Gus. Gus is following. And the three automatons are technically in front of you guys. See, Gus, there was never any danger. You have guards now. Gus is like, yeah, yeah, no danger. And she gave us three guards. Yeah. Work faster, Gus. Hurry up. Stop Stop trying to fall behind, you fucker. <laughs> I see you. He was. He was trying to get away with it. Yeah. It didn't work. Are you armed, Gus? Gus just is like, I got a bow. Pulls out a long bow. And I got a sword. And he pulls out a short sword. He says, yeah, I'm armed. Mostly. Just not good with them. Are you good with anything? Paperwork. As you, as you guys keep walking through this hallway and down the stairs. It did not look like he was good with his paperwork. No, no. He's got doctor's handwriting. <laughs> it's just garbage. I'm good at doing paperwork, not finding it. Besides, that was the Shadow Lord's office, not mine. Do you have an office? No, I don't have an <laughs> office. I hope you never get one, Gus. <sighs> yeah, me too. That puts me in charge. I don't want to be in charge. I hope everything in Gus's life does not work out, ever. <laughs> Just a series of sad, sad things that happen to Gus forever. So as you guys walk down, you guys are now below even the sewers. And you guys walk out into a room that is well, about 30 foot wide by about 15 foot deep. There's a door on the left, a door on the right, and a door straight ahead. The, um, the arcanist and the attack drone stand in the middle. And the butler asks you guys, where did you say you were headed down? Yes? Yeah, five floors down. Five down. Okay. That's what the librarian said. This way. And he just lumbers over to the door on the left, and he opens that door. Yeah, yeah, keep going. I don't see why not. In the middle of this room, it's a long, slim room again, but at the far end, in the middle, there is a a force cage (laughs) with a gibbering mouther inside. And what does that look like? It's hard to tell at first, but what you see is a blob with what looks like multiple mouths on. As you guys get closer, assuming you're approaching. Nope. (laughs) 
I'm not getting near something that is literally just a meatball with mouths all over. Fuck that. I mean, it's a meatball with mouths. The way they have it right now is it is magically stretched from floor to ceiling. It is being stretched eight to ten feet tall, wrapped around a pole. And the pole is... What? The pole is emanating green energy. The fuck? There's a little console-like thing off to Mm -hmm. the left-hand side of it. And that's about all that's in this room. Aside from a door on the other side of the room, of course. I'm going to ask the automaton, because it seems it's able to speak, uh, what the fuck that is. Is a test subject for the librarian. She is here to experiment. What is that thing? I think they've mixed up job titles. I'm pretty sure mad scientist and librarian have, like, no crossover whatsoever. She is working on a book about beasts and monsters from beyond the material. There is more. Come this way. And he just keeps walking and heading towards the door. Definitely going to have to fight some of these. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, one of these fuckers is going to get out. At this point... They'll probably be more intelligent half the people we've worked with so far. <laughs> the bar was set. Even if they are trying to eat our faces off. That, that's true, but like he, like he just said, the bar was not set very high. <laughs> it's true, though. I did not set the bar very high at all. Alright. Down to the next floor. Let's see what's going on in this next one. Well, this next room, there is a creature inside that looks looks like a giant slug with six little arms three down either side of it, and it's just encased in a vat of water. You hear screaming inside your head as electricity is being pumped through this water. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me out! Stop this, you... Ah! Every new time a set of current is coming through, you hear a voice inside your head. This is not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. That's probably surface thought, by the way. So if, if this thing can read surface thoughts, then that's what it's getting. Not my problem. Enjoy. I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> Let me out. Whatever you say, Slugman. I'm going to keep walking to the other door with the automatons. <laughs> yeah, because the automatons just keep following. He opens up another door. And in here, you see uh, a giant crustacean. That is actively being ripped apart right this second by machines. Oh, so we're in Maryland now. Two automatons are actually ripping apart this creature off at his arm sockets. Is it alive? Mostly. Yeah, it's kind of sort of, maybe. I don't know. You want to go over and find out? Oh, oh man. I, I mean, if it's alive, Gel definitely stops. You do hear screaming, but it sounds like it might be alive, yes. Does it sound intelligent like the last one was? Like, Not like as sentient? intelligent, no. All right. Uh, I do want to note, as somebody originally from Southern Maryland, I very much am hungry now because you mentioned opening up crabs. So, <laughs> so uh, Gal is holding his pitchfork and walking up to this thing that is being ripped apart. Before anything, I am definitely going to say, Gal, Gal we have a job. We can deal with this on the way back out. Just mercy. I'm pretty sure that's not part of their experiment. The mercy thing. <laughs> the automatons are going to let you do whatever it is you, you want to do. They're not here to stop you. Oh, 
but they're in the middle of an experiment, right? Yeah, it was in it was in the middle of an experiment, but it just got its two main arms ripped off. Look at that fucking thing! Don't try and give that mercy. That thing doesn't deserve mercy. Look at it. Look at me, bro. You don't look like half a monstrous as that thing. That thing looks like it eats people's brains. The automatons move on to another set of its limbs and start pulling again. Do whatever you want to do, though. Just shaking his head, Gel looks down at you and just says, lead, lead the way. All right, we're going to continue to follow. Gus, where are you? Did that fucker slip away? Oh, he better not have. He's, he's just terrified. He's just having this face of like, oh my god, I don't know what the fuck these things are. Shit. Let's go. Uh, ha- did we ever introduce ourselves to Gus? No. Uh-uh. Perfect. Gus still has no idea what your names are. So he's our prisoner. Precisely. Yeah, Gus is essentially our prisoner right now. And I'm, I'm considering pushing him into the crab monster if it's still alive when we get back. That's plan 1B. I guess I said that out loud. <laughs> Gus, <You> did. you? <laughs> Gus is like, dude, come on, man. It was definitely a joke, Gus. Why would you push me into that thing? It was a joke, Gus. It can't do anything to me. Gus, I don't know if you see those tentacles coming out of its mouth, but I'm almost certain it can do something with those. Oh, well, maybe. Hopefully we don't find out. He looks at the automatons and says, please kill it before we come back. All right, let's go. Let's go down to the next floor. I want to see what's coming up next. All right, you guys walk into the next room, and inside of an orb up in the sky, there's an egg, a very large egg. Roll knowledge nature checks for me, guys. Well, like always, I commit by throwing that d20. Because it's a jet black egg. Um, said knowledge nature? Knowledge nature. Oh, you said knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. So it's just a nature check. Yeah. No, I'm caught up now. Took me a sec. Okay. Uh, what'd you get? I am trying to find the roll on this uh, thing. (laughs) Okay, well, I rolled a fuck you plus two. And because I have my beautiful F you die, uh, that would be a 22. That is awesome. And that's all you needed to know that this is not just a dragon egg. This is a shadow dragon egg. Well, the unfortunate thing is, I don't know what it is, so... <laughs> no, and neither does one. Gus. Gus rolled one, two, and he got a nat one. Gus is a dumbass. <laughs> well, unfortunately for me, I'm, I'm on equal footing with Gus, just barely. I'm a two plus one. You're better than Gus, because you got a number. He got a no. <laughs> All right. Kind of just grabbing at Julian. Go. Is going to stop you dead in your tracks. I'm stopped. Lean over, and then I'm just quietly saying, do you know what that is? Absolutely not. Gus goes, me neither. What is it? Shut up, Gus. Could you back off? Okay, okay. You ever heard of personal space, Gus? Private conversation. I thought we were buds here. You were bringing me along, teaching me how to do shit so that I wasn't a total failure. I thought we were buds. And he just backs off. Gus, we were just talking. I was literally just talking about shoving you into a crab monster. Are you trying to make him not a total failure? Because he was just showing us this way. All right, what is, what is the thing, Gil? What's up? What is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. That belongs to a shadow dragon, and I want it. Hey, uh, Eric. Yeah. What the fuck is a shadow dragon? I, I mean, I, I know 
what a dragon is. And I know what a shadow is. <laughs> it's basically a dragon made entirely of shadows. It exists on the border between the realm of shadow and the material plane. Okay. It can choose which plane it believes it exists on at any given moment. It can attack both planes. It is essentially ethereal from a shadow sense. Okay. So what's its eggshell like then? Exactly what you would think. It's dark black, but it's got this like shadowy haze around it. And then if you don't look at it the right way or the right time, it totally just disappears. And then it comes right back to the same location. This one's being kept in like a stasis, so it's a little bit more permanent than otherwise would be for a natural clutch of dragon eggs. Okay, follow-up question. Uh, Dragons, are they intelligent, like sentient, or are they like just full-blown fucking... Depends on the dragon, but... But most of your primary dragons that people have ever met or heard of are intelligent to high degrees. How big is this egg? This egg is probably about the size of a goblin. It's about three and a half foot tall at its tallest, if you were to stand it straight up, and probably about a good two foot round. Oh, the last dragon egg I found fed my farm for a week. You ate a dragon egg? I feel like he could have sold it. It is delicious. I mean, I'm a shadow sorcerer. If that's a shadow dragon, I kind of don't want to eat it. It just feels wrong, but, like, I definitely want to take it, for sure. Gus is, like, sh- shadow dragon? The League could use one of those. No. Gus, you're not getting the fucking shadow dragon, and the League is definitely not getting it. Even if you did get it, I would use the favor the Shadow League owes us to take it from you. <laughs> now stop listening in and fucking... Just exist somewhere over there. Hold on. Gus, give me your hand. Issue his hand. He trusts you. Lightly squeezing it. Do you remember the goblin's hand? Yes. Learn to listen. Okay. I just told him not to listen, and he just is like, you need to make sure to listen more. <laughs> Poor Gus. He has this confused look on his face, like, I don't know what to do. I'm receiving multiple mixed signals here. Gus chose the worst people in the world to possibly be like, hey, could you help me out and get this dude back for me? I'll pay you. I was like, we're probably going to kill you on the way back. <laughs> I mean... I was just hoping we get in a fight and I could watch him die because I do not like him. But there is a shadow dragon egg, and I definitely want that egg. So, table talk. If we get into a fight with Gus, I am going to have to help him just to give him temporary hit points, just to give him that glimmer of hope. Oh, yeah, just, just that moment like, oh, they care about me, and then he dies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's acceptable. Even if I have to go down for it, make sure Gus goes down as well. I just want to see that last flicker of of light in his eyes before he goes out. Yeah. Holy fuck. Gus makes me an evil person. Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> Gus is making me, like, horrible. Anyways, um, yeah, we're taking that Shadow Dragon Egg. You said the automatons will not stop us from doing anything. I didn't say that they will not, that they have not so far. I feel like we can take these automatons. They're here to take you where you need to go. That is their goal. 
I'm going to ask the automatons if they can wait for us in the next room. Do not dawdle. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We'll, we'll be with you in just a moment. They move into the next room. Let's grab this egg. You said it's in some kind of containment or, yes. or is it just kind of. Okay. What kind of containment? It's in an orb that continually reflects light back into it to force it to stay into the. It's like in a chromatic type orb, like in a in, like a reverse disco ball, forcing it to stay on the material. Okay. Is there any um, like console or anything to like access? There is a console type thing with eight buttons and levers. No labeling. Of course. Let me do an investigation. Maybe not. I thought I had more in investigation. I definitely don't. All right. Gal is standing over your shoulders, scratching his head, trying to help make heads or tails of this. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're going to help? Yeah. <laughs> is that a help action? <laughs> that was the help action, yes. Fantastic. Now, are you using your hospitality with that to give him the temp HP in case? Yes, I am definitely doing this uh, with hospitality to help you out. Beautiful. Go ahead and roll that d6. Add that temp HP first. That is four plus two, so six temporary hit points on you, my man. Holy fuck, bro. That's, That's awesome. Wait, how much of your health is that? Like a quarter? I have a base of 21, and you just brought it up to 27, so that's quite a bit. Wow. Wow. That's substantial. Nice. That's effectively, you just gave me a fourth a fourth more health, basically. A little over. Just to, just to note, um, the two rolls, the first one was a 10, and I've got a plus three in this, and then the second one was a 17. Okay, so... You're doing an investigation check. You've got the advantage, so your grand total was 17. The levers, before you fully pull one, mm-hmm. as you start to pull one lever, they're in pairs. So there's four levers and four buttons. The four levers are mirror images of each other. So if you start to pull one, the other one starts set to the opposite side. Okay. So you pull one down, the other one starts to come up, and it would click the other one into place. Those ones are paired up in a tandem. And then you've got the four buttons, each one have a runic symbol on them, but you can't identify what language it is. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, you said root. Ru- oh, it, it's a, it, it's in a specific language? Yes. Hmm. Damn. Huh. Yeah. What type of language? It's one of the librarians' own making, essentially. Like, she created it herself, and I'm not even sure she knows how to read it. It's it's effectively her own version of Thieves' Camp, so there's no way we can really... Okay. If you were a librarian, you might be able to. There's a chance, but none of you are librarians. When I started to move the levers, did anything happen to the orb above? Nothing happened yet, because you have to fully click it. Never fully engaged. Yeah, nothing was fully engaged, so nothing happened. Fuck it, I'm gonna push a lever and see what happens. Alright, are you gonna pull lever one? Push lever two, pull lever three, or push lever four? Uh, lever one. Oh, I was going to ask you to roll a d4 to find out. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. You know what? I'll do that. I'll do that. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's going to that. be fun. Uh, three. Okay, so you pull the third lever down, so the fourth lever goes up. You notice that the coloring changes from like a goldish color that it wasn't on the start to much more of like a metallic blue. 
Anything happen with the egg when that happens? It starts to snow inside the orb. All right, well, I'm going to turn that one back off. Okay. All right, now I'll, I'll mess with uh, one and two then. Okay. So one and two does. All right, so pulling one or pushing two? Uh, pull one. All right, so you're going to pull one. Um, fire starts to surround the oh, egg. Turning that right back off. Turning that off. Okay. Might end up eating this egg anyways. Back to goal. Dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so obviously the levers change the weather that's in the ball. I'm I'm saying that out loud. Yes, they do. So then what do the buttons do? You said there were how many buttons? Four. Uh one D four. Let's do it. All right. That's gonna be a two. Button two. Mm-hmm. It's still translucent, but it shifts from a gold color to a black color. And you see the egg start to uh, phase out. All right. I'm going to push one real quick. Button one. It shocks it with lightning and forces the egg to stay back in the material. All it was was a real quick jolt to shock it into staying. And then it starts to phase again and go back into the... Um, I'm going to hit three. Hitting three. Yep. Okay. Trying to find that gold. Three. It t- the orb turns from black to silver. And you see... A series of large blades come out from the walls towards the egg. Oh, no. Hitting four. Hitting four. Hitting four. The blades don't stop. I'm going to hit three again. The blades don't stop, but you see three automatons come out from the floor straight up, and the orb disappears, and they catch the egg. Oh, thank fuck. And these automatons have reddish-colored eyes, and have, like, a shadowy aura around them. Uh, I'm going to, um, I don't know if persuasion works on golems. You're doing what? I said, I don't know if persuasion works on golems. I was thinking about trying to be like, oh, thank God you saved it. You're going to try and convince these automatons to give you the egg? These are different automatons. Out of character, Keegan, what are you thinking here? (laughs) No... I was about to attack the blades, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I was, but then something happened before I got that out of my mouth. My bad. No, this is even better. This is where we're going to end this, is with these three automatons having the egg, and you guys are trying to figure out what to do next. Gal looks ready to attack. Julian looks like he's about to try and talk a golem into handing something. <laughs> I don't know what that look looks like, but uh, that's what it looks like. One of y'all's about ready to talk, the other one's about ready to smash something. Yep. <laughs> of course. Nice dichotomy here in this party. <laughs> it, it, is, it is really working out. Like, I am really jiving with the party. It is. Guys, make sure to check us out on Patreon over at patreon.com slash Tales. We've also got a Facebook over on uh, over on there where you can just check us out. If you search for Hebridian Tales, we'll show right up. And beyond that, until next time, we will see you guys around. <laughs>